Hey, hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Harena, and you're listening to episode 22, I think, of I Was Hornswoggled, Waking Up from a Narcissist-Induced Nightmare. And I am on the road in my van, and I know I've been MIA. I do have uh, some more professional episodes of baking right now. Um, I have one on hoovering I'm going to be doing, and I've been working on the show notes and stuff like that for it. Because, if you're new here, when I do a Van Diary episode, it's on the fly. And it's just open talk, no show notes, no no plan for the show. Well, I have an idea and then I just roll with it. I wing it. They're my wing it episodes. So it is July, I think, 22nd, 2022. And um, if you're new, welcome. And I'm happy to have you. And if you're a veteran listener, I appreciate you just the same. I am right now on a Fitness Friday event. I take my kids to every Friday and I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to sneak in a quick Van Diary episode. Normally I sit out at the picnic table in my lawn chair and knit or something. Well, I don't knit. I crochet. I'm not talented enough to knit, but I can uh, bust out some crocheting. So I'm working on a scarf for my daughter. So I already got my sons done. So they right now looks like they're playing some form of dodgeball with a bunch of kids. So they're having fun. So I'm going to sneak in an episode and um, let you guys know what's going on. So um, in when you're waking up from a narcissist-induced nightmare, one thing you're going to realize is you, your trust levels are very sketchy. <laughs> I'm still working on it. So it's going on two years since I figured out my mom was a covert narcissist and was destroying my life from behind the scenes just waiting for the final finale of when she could sink my ship and I caught her just in time so and then it's been going on a year since I've talked to my sister so it's actually probably going on three years I'll have to look because I'm not good with dates it, everything just seems to blend especially with this past COVID and all this geopolitical world stuff going on and we're all just hanging on hanging on <laughs> you know um I have found that my my days just blend my my years just blend so yeah it was going into 2020 so it was um 2019 when I figured out in the fall of 2019 I figured out that my mom was a covert narcissist and then my sister and I were in contact for that whole following year which was great because we got to compare notes we got to say hey how's it going and reconnect on a new level but then once my mom got married in September the week of like the first weekend of September last year it really threw my sister back backwards and it triggered like a survival um, instinct in her where it was either me or her that were going to survive this marriage of my mom because my sister has been under the thumb of my mother this whole time. My, she's in deep with her. Um, the narcissist loves to uh, buy and um, help, quote, help their victims. And what that does is it just creates a gross spider web of... Um, like you owe me, you know, they manipulate you 
through their kindness. And that's the web my sister got caught into when she, you know, put her name on my sister's house and co-signed for the loans on the car and stuff. And so my sister is kind of like, has to kiss the ring. And when it came down to my mom getting married, it extra triggered her because she knew that there was a new man on the, in the picture now. And if my mom's signature is on all of my sister's stuff and her name is on all the stuff and my sister's making the payments, in essence, this new man now will have some sort of control on her life if they wanted it to be that way because now they're married and it was really tripping my sister out thinking like, gosh, I live down the road from them. And sooner, slowly, she started competing with me again, where she, not like directly with me, but for the love and affection of our mother, where, and my husband caught her saying several things like, um, during the wedding, my mom, I guess was because narcissists morph and they mirror their victims. So all of a sudden my, my petite little innocent Betty Crocker mother, who she's put this image out to everybody she's ever met as this prim and proper, a homemaker who loves to bake and food and cook and do lovely things for everybody turned into a bar going biker woman which is fine if you're a bar going biker person that's cool but when you're fooling people when you're fooling people for 40 years that you were this certain way and then you meet a new man and all of a sudden you're riding a harley and going to the bar and at your wedding talking about getting it on with your husband in front of the whole crowd when we were raised totally opposite you know we were raised not you do not do that you you're more modest you don't talk about this and you don't do that and and then to see <laughs> it to me it's hilarious because i can see the hilarity through the attack because that's how I cope. I just laugh at the ridiculousness because what are, what are my options? <laughs> right? So, so knowing this and knowing my, my sister, my husband caught her throwing me under the bus back, just like she would have to do growing up because my, our mom and inadvertently, not inadvertently, purposefully pits us against each other with me not even being around. So it triggered that in my sister where my mom was during her wedding going, yeah, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I can't wait till my honeymoon. I haven't had sex in blah, blah, blah years since my dad had passed away. And my sister in front of everyone goes, I don't want to hear that. First off, my mom shouldn't been talking like that in front of everybody at her freaking wedding because that is just gross. But to do it and put my and she did it I know she did it to put my sister on the spot because my sister is the more of the shy type she's she's been more um where I was created to be the battle bot in the in the out of the siblings she would battle with me like to my face like she just cut me down and be aggressive and verbally abusive to my face she would do low-key not snotty talk and beat my sister down and I'm more of a fighter and my sister's more of a flight or or a freeze in position so she uses our our 
instinctual survival skills against us, right? So with my sister, she knows that that freezes her in embarrassment. She knows if she said something like that to me at the wedding, I would have came back real quick with a rebuttal. Like, you know, you better bring a duster because I bet your, your business is... <laughs> It got cobwebs up in there. You know what I mean? Like I would have started calling my stepdad the dust buster or the Swiffer and I would have just turned it on them and been like, you guys are nasty. But my sister <laughs> doesn't think like that. She's, she freezes in embarrassment. So for my mom doing this, it's like she was even feasting on my sister at her own wedding and also being just, but so she, when my sister was retelling the story to us, <laughs> she was like, yeah, and I told them, I'm not that daughter. And my husband started realizing, like, why is she throwing, why is, she, why is your sister have to bring you into this? You weren't at the wedding. You don't like hearing about your mom's sex life. You're not a, like, a promiscuous person who loves to talk about everybody's bedroom life. So why is she trying to paint you the picture of this in front of the whole, your mother's whole wedding? I'm like, that's a good question. Why is she doing that? And, you know, I had already learned what she's doing is her, her survival mechanism. It was once again triggered. She has to distance herself from me because she has sustained the good graces of my mother. And if she thinks, you know, that my mother is like anti-me, then she has to also pick a side. So I have stepped away from my sister. It'll be going on a year because that was just one instance. She kept doing it back to back to back to back to back. And we started to recognize the pattern that this is more of a pattern. She immediately started throwing me under the bus the minute my mom got remarried. So having that happen and now knowing that I am, I, I don't talk to my mom anymore. And I, I still love my sister and I understand where she's coming from and I have no ill will towards her and actually has been a blessing in disguise because I think it's something my sister and I both need. We needed to have that closure and to know that our mother was indeed lying to us and telling each of us the same exact lies about each other, but just swapping the names. But we also needed to grow separately from each other because we have been through a very traumatic experience and my sister needs to work out how to pull herself away from my mom and she needs to find her independence. You know, she needs to move away um, from her abuser and she needs to somehow figure out how to get from un out from underneath my mom. And she also needs to not rely on my husband and I because it's almost like we got put, she moved my mom out of her life through that year, but then plugged us in. So anything that she needed that she had happen, if something broke down, she would immediately call us to, to you know, oh, my, my dryer, she didn't have a washer and dryer. So my husband found one on Facebook Marketplace and we went over and for her birthday, we bought her the washer and dryer stackable thing and we put it, we put it in there and my husband did all the work and put it in. And when she needed something to do with her pilot, her gas, her pilot light went out. She had calls my husband to come and do that. You know, so it's like, she needs our ladder. She needs all of our stuff. And then I started thinking, wait a minute, this is so strange. I never call on her for anything, but she's always plugging us in because she relies so much on my mom. And then without my mom there, that she has to plug me in. So I think it's good for her to realize that you cannot put, throw people under the bus and then also 
call on them when you need them all the time, you know, and that's a struggle to, um, walking a path of, um, my spiritual life where I wouldn't say that I'm a Christian because I, throughout my narcissistic journey, I don't like the labels and the, the religion, the man created hoops, but I follow Christ and I want to emulate the lessons that he taught. And that's what I, cause there's so many layers of, of quote Christianity now and over a hundred different denominations and all this division, layers of division. And I just like to, to break things down to the most simplest of form. And that is follow Christ, be like Christ, live like Christ. So it's, it's a fine line of knowing when to say no for the betterment of all involved than just saying no for the sake to say no. And I know that when I take this break, and it's a mutual thing, my sister hasn't tried to reach out and talk to me either. So I think it's just like a quiet knowing that we both need to separate and to grow as women. And we both love each other. We have no ill will towards each other. We tell each other happy birthday. And that's what we say to each other. And then we just don't talk to each other. Because there's a lot of growth that still needs to be done. And I'm sure on both sides. Woo! I had to take a second there. It is getting hot out. And um, I'm in my van. So I had to turn my, my air conditioning on. So um, yeah. So that's where I'm at. Just bringing everybody up to speed if you're new here. Um, that's where, where I'm at so far as I have not talked to my mom and going on three years, no contact. And I just stopped talking to my sister after we had like this there, I, I put it in an episode in the past. So, um, we just had like a, a, a disagreement or a little like bumping of heads, one conversation on the phone. And that, that was pretty much, we were like, eh. I think I'm just not going to talk. We're not going to talk to each other right now because I could tell that my sister had turned into some, turned into her whole old self. Um, it, it triggered like a, her old personality that my mom created where it was easier for her to hate me and to be accepted by my mom than to stand on her own and be on her own independently without feeling like she might be threatening her trailer being taken away from her and her vehicle being taken away from her because my mom has her her claws on both of those things so I think it just triggered her natural survival where it it did growing up where I had independence and my sister chose no independence (laughs) she wanted them to pay for everything and I went out and got a job and paid for everything and so that's that's what we're dealing with now the same scenario only now we're in our 40s so ta-da same crap different day right (laughs) so what's going on right now in my personal growth is I it's a constant self-awareness of rewiring what the narcissist wired you to be so growing up um, this had triggered a new realization with me is that uh, I got a cat I know I just started saying growing up but before I tell you about my past of why I chose to pick this rewiring is my aunt-in-law, my, my husband's aunt, she needed to find a home for her in-law's cat because they were getting up there in age and they wanted them to take care of them and move them in. So they have a whole, they have a big house and they have room and they're going to bring in my 
um, uncle's parents. So they needed a place to find for a cat. Well, they know that we love animals. We have chickens. We have two cats. We have three dogs and we've fish. We've always had all kinds of animals. I grew up with animals. So she, we looked around, we waited, we waited. My, my husband hates cats, but I love them. My, my, my kids love them, but he loves the cat that we have. And it's my daughter's cat. And the only reason that cat we even have is because of my daughter. So what happened is, is nobody else wanted this cat. And this cat was really awesome looking. He was like a tuxedo cat with long fluffy hair and he's absolutely adorable looking, but he's only lived on his own and he's never been around kids or animals and we have all that stuff. So we just kind of didn't want to jump in and say, Hey, we're totally gonna, you know, take this cat. We wanted to kind of wait it out and see if anybody else is going to take this cat. Well, guess what? Nobody did. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try because we have our cat right now. I had to try three different litters for him to stop peeing in our house because just like people, animals have different personalities too. But growing up, if my, if a cat peed in my mom's house, she would immediately have, take it to the vet and have it put down. No patience, no empathy, no, let's see why this cat is peeing. And then when I was growing up, I just thought that that's what you did something didn't work out you just killed it <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say like that's what I thought I did but that's the lesson that my mom was teaching us is that when an animal doesn't work out you just take it to the vet and put it down you know and this is her cycle until we started to get older and we started to be like oh we started calling her Dr. Kevorkian because this woman would just take every animal that just didn't work out take it and put it down. And now as an adult, I'm like, what? Who does this? Who does this? This is not normal. You don't just put things down because they peed on, you know, because animals are just like people. They have their own preferences. They have their good days. They have their bad days. So when I figured out that my daughter's cat was all of a sudden peeing, there's a reason why. Now, the first thing they're going to tell you to do is check for, um, as, is, do they have a bladder infection? Have they been fixed? Is it a personality issue or did you change something up? Did you change their food? Did you change your litter? Did you change your litter box location? Like, what did you change? Is there a cat outside that they're trying to mark the territory over? Is there another cat in the house that's marking? You know, like there's a lot of things. When you get an animal, you don't just get the animal for the sake of getting an animal. You get an animal and then you you work out through the good days and the bad days. So what I figured out with our cat was he hated the litter. All of a sudden, he didn't like the litter anymore. I tried three litters finally, scoopable litter he loves. I scoop it out every day. We have a system. And that cat is right back to being peaches, peaches and cream, no issues. So now I feel like really happy that I did the work. I put in the time and we understood where our cat was coming from. I did not take him to a vet and have him put down like my lovely mother would have done. So enter this new cat, this new cat named Gus. He is needs to, when you first bring in a cat into your home, you don't do it right away. Uh, you don't just release them into your home right away. What you do is you make sure that they have a secure place that you have chosen for them to enjoy themselves. 
so they can have a nice, safe, secure place to call their own and where you put your litter box and your food and everything. So that's what we did. I, I gave my office over to share with this cat and I put his food and his litter box and everything in there and you keep him in there for a week and then you let them acclimate. You let them get used to the sounds and the smells and, and everything before you just throw them in willy-nilly into an entirely different atmosphere and then you judge them on their stressed out state and how they're adapting that's not what you do to animals or even people you just throw them into a mix and then just start judging them you give them the tools the environment the care and the patience to cultivate a great experience for everyone involved and guess what that takes patience and that is something that growing up I did not see. I did not see animals being treated with patience. I just saw them as that's my mom. My mom now knowing that she was a freaking narcissist <laughs> was very selfish. She was like, you know what? No, you're encroaching on my space. Off with you. Get lost. You know, and my aunt, my husband's aunt, so my aunt-in-law, um, she said, you know what? You are very patient. You are so patient. I'm so glad that you guys decided to take us because he, you guys are so patient. You, you, you know, I explained to her every process, what we were going to do for him to bring him in. She's like, you are just, she just keeps telling me you're so patient. And I'm like, you know what? I am. I has been a goal of mine. And I told her, thank you so much. This has been a goal of mine. And I didn't go into the, the details of the goal actually being to unwire the impatience that my mom had wired in me um, to unwire what it looks like to care and to show empathy. You don't just cast out people and animals and things because they don't serve you in a selfish manner. They don't make you happy anymore. And that's what my mom has done uh, throughout my whole life. If We'd have an animal, and if she didn't like it anymore, she'd get rid of it. She'd get rid of it. She'd get rid of it. Oh, it was like, it became such a serial behavior for her that my dad started putting two and two together. We, you know, like I said, as we got older, <laughs> when we knew who Dr. Kevorkian was, um, that's, she just, we just started calling her that because we resented that. We resented the fact that we didn't buy into what she was selling. We didn't allow her bad behavior to take us over. And I think that's one thing that we have to do as survivors of narcissistic abuses. Yep, it was done to you. Yep, it was done in, around you or done in front of you or done with you, but you are, do not have to pick up their baggage. You can set it down. And that is part of this ongoing process of stepping away from a narcissist and, and surviving narcissistic abuse is having the ability to go, you know what? Redo some reevaluation inside yourself. Open up yourself and realize you are not perfect either. Do not let the narcissist turn you into a narcissist and think that you are so perfect that there's nothing wrong with you. Honey, there is always something inside of you that can do that can be better, that you can work on to set a personal goal. And my personal goal was to be more patient. And it was nice that other people around me now are starting to realize that I am patient because my mom used to always tell me I wasn't. You're so impatient. You're so impatient. 
and she would say all this stuff and I was just like that's not even true and I knew it wasn't true but now when you hear it from other people um, I don't I don't have patience with inanimate objects when I open up my cupboard and like five things of like five things of Tupperware lids assault me <laughs> I will call them names I will I, I'm not above that <laughs> you know what I mean but having patience with people it takes work it doesn't it's not not all of us are born with that and if we've been raised by a narcissist and we've shown them how they discard people and animals uh, so fast without a second glance then we we have that ability to either go you know what i don't want to be like this so i'm not going to be like this or we have the choice to go you know what yeah i totally just want to discard people and then we just lean into that narcissistic lifestyle and we in essence become the very monster that we are battling you know and that's that's that saying that you'll see is while you are battling your monsters don't become the monster that you're battling and that's what I want to leave this episode Van Diary with is you may have been raised by a narcissist. You may have been married to one. You may have dated one. You may have a sibling that's one, but that they are not you. They do not define you. Their choices in life do not mean that it has to be your choices in life. And while you were doing so hard to, to not be like them, the, the reason you won't be like them is if you are actually putting in that time to actively change the wiring that was laid inside of you that you had to either mimic or take on just to survive like my sister um she has not done that work yet she's still in survival mode and i wish for her to find independence i pray for her every day that she can find independence and and get out from under my the the threat of my mother and her new husband but that's something she's gonna have to do and it's nothing i can do for her and um but what we can do is own our bad wiring find the bad wiring and actively work to change the bad wiring okay so when you when your monster that you are trying to get rid of write down the characteristics that make them that monster to you and then that is your list of goals of uh, personality traits and so on that you are actively going to go inside and go do i have this and then if you have like a trusted person you could even bounce it off from them uh, but i don't like to do that because if you don't know that you have narcissists in your life and you because let me tell you once you find one you'll find more and i don't like handing my happiness over to people at this point because i don't trust anybody <laughs> to me i'm like oh you could be a narcissist because when your mother was a covert one and she was this little evil villain behind the scenes when you can get bamboozled by your own mother you could get bamboozled by anybody <laughs> so i'm not so willy-nilly to go hey can you, you know, do some uh, checks and balances with me? But if you feel like you can, but I, I personally don't, I like to keep uh, that in house. <laughs> so I'll make a list in like a bullet journal. And these are my goals. This is what my mom was. So these are what I don't want to be. And then actively have that conversation with yourself of how you can make 
this not happen how you can undo this wiring so that's where i'm at right now i'm gonna go hang out now with the kids and watch them and they serve them lunch and everything afterwards so i'm going to go visit with them so it has been great talking to you guys and like i said my next episode will be on hoovering because i have an update um in the hoovering realm so i will let you know all about that so take care god bless have a great day bye